Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Podfic Pals. I'm Mia, and today I'll be reading Your Secrets Safe With Me by the author Lightswood Magic on AO3. Their Tumblr URL is Lightwood's Magic. This fic is rated mature, though the author says it is mostly for swearing, and the relationships are Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson, and minor Zayn Malik Liam Payne. It was written originally for the HL Royalty Fest 2019-2020. It is 7.4k and the summary reads as follows. He knew almost everything about Haz, considered him his best friend. He knew his favorite movies and books, how he liked his coffee, knew how many pets he had and what he was most afraid of. Louis knew how to calm him down when he was panicking, and that he'd lost his virginity to his ex-boyfriend when he was 17. He knew that Haz had curly hair, green eyes, that he was tall and considered himself slightly awkward. He knew his Instagram account that only had aesthetic pictures or ridiculous jokes, but in all the time that Louis had known him, he'd never learned or been allowed to know Haz's full name, what he sounded like, or what he looked like. Louis didn't care. Or... When Louis' favorite singer comes back and announces he's performing again, him and the rest of his group chat decide to go. When Haz, the man Louis fallen in love with without meeting him, says that he can't, Louis tries his best to convince him with a drunken phone call, hearing his voice for the first time. It's not until he's at Royal Variety that he swears he can hear it again. It wasn't the sun creeping in through the curtains, or his usually shrill alarm, that woke him. It was a constant hum, intermittent but frustrating, consistent enough that he couldn't manage to go back to sleep. With a loud groan and an exaggerated flail, Louis was ripped from his sleep, threw his duvet off, and reached for his phone. Blinking against the harsh light, he was positive he'd read it wrong. He rubbed his eyes, rolled onto his stomach, and read it again. Apparently, he'd read it right the first time. 187 messages from WhatsApp, three from Liam, eight from Haz, one from Niall, and 175 from their group chat. Just like that, Louis was suddenly wide awake. They all lived in London, wouldn't have been talking about anything like this overnight, and it was only 7 a.m. Something had happened, and it was big. He was slightly giddy now as he unlocked his phone, sprawling out over his bed on his back to attempt to read through it all. When all he saw at first was capital letters and key smashes, he rolled his eyes and sent a message instead. What the fuck is happening? Over a hundred messages seems excessive. You wankers woke me up. What's going on? Niall replied, Louis! Tomo! Tomlinson! Zane's coming back! He's performing! What the fuck? Louis dropped his phone straight onto his face. He was coming back? Louis suddenly felt his heart racing in his chest. He fumbled to pick his phone up and write back when he saw that the other boys had chimed in as well. And he's dropped the date for a new album, Liam wrote. Think of all the new outfits we're going to get, Harry added. Try not to think about it too hard, Niall joked. Pano's going to have a heart attack. Ha well, he's going to show his face at some point. May as well get used to it, Liam. Also, good morning, Lou. 
came from Harry. Bugger off, Liam wrote, as if you don't think he's just as beautiful. Louis snorted, tapping out a reply as he swung his legs out and shifted, his feet hitting the floor as he sat on the edge of the bed. This group chat isn't called Operation Zium for no reason, Pano. Where is he performing? He stood up and stretched, yawning as he wandered into the bathroom. It'd been over a year since the public had really seen Zane, and even longer since he'd performed. Louis had been following his career since he'd been a bright-eyed teenager on The X Factor, shy and withdrawn, with a voice to kill. He hadn't won, but he'd been signed, and gone on to release five albums in five years. Louis had watched as he'd been overworked and run down, and when he'd stopped making music and almost entirely removed himself from the public eye, no one had been surprised. They'd still been devastated, though. Louis let himself think back to when he'd first joined the fandom for Zane, had first found a safe space on Tumblr to gush about how brilliant his voice was and how pretty he was. It had been something that he hadn't even known existed, these groups of people of all ages, genders and countries coming together to bond and talk about celebrities or books or TV shows. It was the best thing he'd ever done. He glanced down at his phone as he turned the shower on, letting it warm up as he quickly replied to a message he'd missed. Oh, good morning, Haz. Niall was typing, something that seemed to be long-winded, so Louis threw himself in the shower, desperately hoping that it'd wake him up properly. He tried to remember the last time they'd seen Zane. That movie premiere, perhaps? Or the football game with his mates? He hadn't even posted any selfies on his socials, and Liam had been going insane, desperate to see his face. While they all loved Zane, Liam seemed to love him just a bit more than everyone else, a hopeless crush that the other boys teased him about. It didn't help that Louis was positive that if they actually ever met, they'd be perfect together. Knowing Liam for seven years and following Zane for almost a whole decade had convinced him. Louis had also managed to convince himself that it was his goal in life now to get Liam and Zane to at least meet. It wasn't realistic, and maybe Niall had called him creepy on more than one occasion, but Liam deserved it, and if it meant that Louis would get to be Zane's best friend at the end, it was just an accidental bonus, really. He could hear his phone vibrating again on the hard surface of his bathroom sink as he washed his hair, echoing through the room and sending a spike of adrenaline through him. He'd missed the feeling, this feeling of excitement and apprehension all bundling in together. Zayden hadn't performed in over a year, and while the fandom understood it was a daily occurrence to see a post or tweet from someone missing him or desperate for him to do just one more live show. By the time Louis stepped out of the shower, running a towel through his hair, they'd somehow managed 40 messages between them all. Louis skimmed them, saw that it hadn't been announced where Zane was performing yet, and went to finish getting ready for work. He'd forgotten how excited they all got, how easy it was to get swept up in it all. The fandom had still somehow been active, even with next to no content but Louis wasn't even going to look at Tumblr or Twitter until after work. He had his boys to keep him updated in the meantime. He'd known them all for years now after he'd responded to a post about starting a group chat. It had been a terrifying thing at first, because he'd always kept a bit to himself online, but when he joined the group, the only other person in there had been Niall, and everything had just fallen into place.
They were some of his best friends now, the people he told everything to, and it wasn't just an online friendship. Louis had met Niall and Liam for drinks, gone to football matches with them, and had them over for dinner. The only person he hadn't met was Haz, and it was slowly killing him. As Louis shoved his shoes onto his feet and threw on his jacket, his phone vibrated again. And there it was. Zane's performance, his first performance in years in Trademark Nile, all capitals. Zane's performing at Royal Variety, last-minute announcement, new tickets going up. Louis froze at his front door. Royal Variety was fucking random, but a smart decision when he stopped to think about it. It held a certain level of reputation, had a large number of the general public there without everyone being too intense for Zane, and he'd be able to slink into the background if he wanted to. We definitely need to go, he texted. When are tickets on sale? He pulled his jacket tighter around himself as he left his flat, jogging down the stairs and trying to keep up with Niall and Liam's messages. They were all affirmative, both definitely wanting to go to the performance, and they were already planning the best way to get tickets and where they'd stay. Haz hadn't said a word, but Louis could see he'd read the messages. He pulled up their private conversation and started a voice message, knowing he wouldn't get one back, but too cold to take his gloves off as he walked to the tube. Hey Haz, I just wanted to make sure you're all right. Louis sidestepped what looked like a puddle of vomit with a grimace. You've been a bit quiet this morning, and that's not really like you, love. He sent it before he could regret the love and waited for his reply. He'd just slid in between the closing doors of a train when he got a text back. Hey, Lou, I'm okay. Sorry that I've been a bit quiet. I just can't make it to Royal Variety with you all, and I'm just a bit sad about it. Nothing to worry about. Also, good morning. I love hearing your voice. There was a stab of something deep in Louis's chest. A twist of frustration melted slightly, but the bolt of giddiness spread to his stomach and settled. In the end, the frustration won out, and he pushed out a breath, startling the woman next to him. He'd been so sure that this would be it, that this would be the one time when he'd be able to actually meet the man he'd been pining after for years. He knew almost everything about Haz, considered him his best friend. He knew his favorite movies and books, how he liked his coffee, knew how many pets he had and what he was most afraid of. Louis knew how to calm him down when he was panicking, and that he'd lost his virginity to his ex-boyfriend when he was 17. He knew that Haz had curly hair, green eyes, that he was tall and considered himself slightly awkward. He knew his Instagram account that only had aesthetic pictures or ridiculous jokes. But in all the time that Louis had known him, he'd never learned or been allowed to know Haz's full name, his voice, or what he looked like. Louis didn't care. He didn't care what he looked like or who he was, because he'd somehow managed to fall in love with him at least three years ago anyway, and nothing had changed it so far. He dated men only because it had seemed ridiculous not to just because of someone he'd never met, and had random hookups in clubs, but no matter how hard he tried, everything came back to Haz. They'd never spoken about it, but Louis was positive he knew. He'd dropped enough hints over the years. He'd flirted in the group chat so much at one point that Liam had started a private message with him for the sole purpose of calling him out. 
Since then, he tried to be cautious, tried to hold back the pet names and enthusiasm. But it only gave him hope when Haz seemed to flirt back, seemed to tease Louis and tell him how gorgeous he was. Or tell him how much he loved his voice in the morning, while he was sandwiched between people on the tube. Louis shifted in his seat, running his hand down his face with a low groan. It was just that everything reminded him of Haz. It was the woman sitting across from him with ringlets around her face that made him wonder if that's what his hair looked like, and the man next to him playing Candy Crush like Haz said he liked to do under the table in meetings when he got bored. It was the cold snap of air that rushed in whenever the doors opened that reminded him of how much Haz hated the draft in his bedroom, and the way that the light in the train flickered and brought back memories from the storm that had kept them both up texting as thunder had rattled Louis's windows. Mostly, it was the way that every couple he saw made his chest ache with want, made him crave Haz in a way he constantly felt he'd never get to have. His phone vibrating in his hand made him remember that he'd never written back. He ignored the message from his boss and managed to send back one of the worst thought-out messages he'd ever written. Oh. World's worst text. God, how fucking stupid was he? It wasn't Haz's fault he couldn't make it, or that Louis's mood was slightly sour now. He groaned, earning a huff from the woman sitting next to him, and ignored her to quickly send a follow-up. That's all right, Haz. Bit shattered, though, if I'm honest. The reply was almost instant. I'm sorry, really. If I'm allowed to be cheeky, though, why shattered? Louis couldn't help the way that his mouth turned up into a grin at the small X that sat at the end, the always obvious sign for when Harry started to get a bit flirty, a bit suggestive, a sure sign that Louis was only a message or two away from blushing into his coat. You know how much I want to meet you. Have to see those curls for myself, yeah? He signed the message with two X's. He carefully shoved his phone back in his pocket, making sure to keep his elbows tucked in unless he wanted to piss off everyone around him, and slipped through the doors onto the platform when the train stopped. The weather was just starting to cool down, more scarves and beanies starting to appear on the morning commute. But Louis seemed to feel it more than most people. He always had always wearing layers and still shivering when everyone else was wearing thin sweaters and no socks. He pulled his coat further around himself as he jogged up the stairs to the street, weaving through the crowd of people heading down into the station on their way to work. Friday hadn't come quick enough. His boss had been pushing him and his team the whole week, getting snippier by the day as Louis tried desperately to help where he could. He'd been on track with his sketches for the building, everything supposed to come together perfectly until fucking Jake had fucked up again and pushed everyone back. Louis had been sending paragraphs in the group chat all week, sure that he was annoying the lads, but they never complained. Just let him rant and rave and question why the fuck did I become an architect honestly until he felt like he could breathe again. It helped that Haz constantly told him that architects were hot and so it was a career that was made for him. So he loved flattery. Sue him. Louis could feel his phone vibrating in his pocket again as he pushed open the glass doors to his building, an automatic jolt shooting through his body when he associated it, as always, with Haz. He fished it out with one hand, waving to the secretary with the other, and ignored the group chat to read Haz's new message. Only if you catch me on a good day. They look like a bird's nest right now. 
there was a small wait, and then, and I want to meet you too. You know I do. He signed the message with two kisses. Louis sucked his bottom lip into his mouth as he walked the well-known path to his desk, throwing out distracted waves to his colleagues as he stared at his phone. The usual morning buzz was soft around him as he contemplated what to say, frustrated at the constantly shitty luck he seemed to suffer when it came to meeting Haz. There was always something, a family dinner, a sporting match he couldn't get out of attending, a meeting he had to go to, or a trip overseas that his work took him to. It wasn't his fault, he knew. People were busy with jobs and family and friends other than those they met online who were obviously desperate to just see him. Or even know his actual name. Making up names like Harold or Horatio was getting tiring. Louis could feel the frustration licking at his skin now, though, pushing back at the rational side of his mind until all common sense seemed to bleed out through every pore. He knew he wasn't owed anything, and that Haz had every right not to want to meet in real life. The internet was a terrifying and intimidating place, and Louis could have been anyone. But there was the whining at the back of his skull, telling him that Haz knew what he looked like, what he sounded like, followed him in his personal socials, saw selfies of him with Liam and Niall. There was the incessant press of everything creeping up to say that Haz just didn't want to meet him, that he wasn't really his type, that he'd been lied to all along. Louis liked to think he knew Haz better than that by now, though. He threw himself down at his desk, leaning forward on his elbows to tap out a response. Then meet me, another time, any time, or at least tell me your name, or both even. A steaming mug of tea was slammed onto his desk and sloshed onto the surface, a soft, apologetic sound blending perfectly with everything else that was his confusing Friday morning. He sighed. While I appreciate the tea, mate, I probably could have done without the tiny puddle on my desk. Well, if you just got your tea yourself, like a fucking normal person, you wouldn't have to put up with my lackluster service. Jordan perched himself on the edge of Louis's desk and folded his arms over his chest. Be grateful, you prick. Careful, though. It's hot. Louis wrapped his arms around the warm ceramic with a grin, a low hum slipping out before he could stop it. Yeah, yeah, I'm very grateful. He took a long sip, wincing when the steaming liquid hit his tongue, looking down at his phone to avoid Jordan's pointed eyebrow raise. Seen Jake today? As if his words had summoned the wanker, Jake sauntered past his desk with an exaggerated spring in his step. What he was so happy about, Louis would never be able to figure out. He murmured the words to Jordan and watched as he cracked a smile. Yeah, well, rumor has it, he leant close to Louis with an exaggerated whisper, he's getting fire today. Thank fuck. Louis barked out a laugh, quickly hiding behind his mug with a cough as everyone looked up. How do you even know that? It's a secret. As he took another sip of his tea, his phone vibrated on the desk between them, st slightly startling him. He didn't have a chance to grab it before Jordan's eyes lit up, and suddenly it was snatched out of his view. Mate, come on! Louis put the mug down to reach for his phone, slight panic running through his system. But Jordan was dancing away from his desk with a grin. Hey, come on, don't be a wanker! It wasn't that Jordan teased him for his fandom friends, or thought he was odd for chatting to people he didn't know online. 
it was that Jordan loved it too much, because in his eyes, any opportunity to make fun of Louis for an over-the-top crush was too good to pass up. Jordan's eyes scanned quickly over what looked like Haz's last message, and his eyes widened. And miss you both finally confessing your love for each other? No thank you. But then Louis's entire fucking life flashed before his eyes because Jordan was typing, was writing back to Haz with a smug but satisfied grin when Louis hadn't even read the messages. Louis was too shocked to really move until Jordan gently put his phone back on the desk in front of him. His voice was slightly croaky when he spoke. What did you just do? He jolted in his seat when Jordan clapped him on the back. Helping you out. You can thank me later. He's pretty romantic, your has. And then he was moving away from Louis's desk with a soft laugh. His phone was face down as Louis stared at it when it vibrated. Once. Twice. Three times. Everything faded away to nothing as Louis tried to calm his racing heart tried to stop his twitching fingers, tried to tune out the clacking of keyboards and the yelled conversations across the room, but it was no use. He pushed the mug in small circles around his desktop as he tried to talk himself into thinking everything would be all right. There was every possibility that Jordan had just ruined everything, that he'd just straight up told Haz how Louis felt because he was sick of hearing Louis pine and sigh and sick of watching him blush and grin at his phone like a sap. But there was also the possibility that Jordan had opened them both up for a conversation they'd been dancing around for months, at least, and that Jordan had forced him to take the lead at a time when he wasn't sure how to. There was only one way to find out. With a harsh breath, he clung onto his mug, flipped over his phone, unlocked it, and read. He was surprised the ceramic didn't crack when his grip tightened. Surprised that no one glanced up when the thump of his heart was surely loud enough to echo throughout the room. Or that Jordan didn't come screaming past with an I told you so when Louis let out a relieved laugh. Mr. Tomlinson, Mr. Archer's here early for your 9.30. Louis grinned up at James, rapping his knuckles on the desk as he stood, leaving his phone as he grabbed a couple of folders. While Haz's message had been slightly suggestive, Jordan had just gone all in. Lou would have to thank him later. I want to, has his message read. Would absolutely love to meet you, hear your laugh in my ear, see your tattoos in person, and feel your arms around my waist. Probably wouldn't be able to stop staring at you, though. And Jordan had replied, saying, All right, I'm just going to come out with it. I like you. I have for ages, and my friends, especially Jordan, are sick of hearing me talk about you and whine about the fact that we haven't met. I want to meet because I know that we're supposed to. I like you so much, Haz. Haz's reply had been, Wait, really? Are we doing this? Thank God, because it's been driving me crazy. I like you too, even though I feel like a fucking teenager saying it. I have for ages, Lou. I want to meet you and the others too, but I want to meet you. It wasn't until Louis came back from his meeting smile still high on his cheeks and new designs swirling through his brain that he realized he must have missed the sound of his phone vibrating as he'd walked away from his desk. Just like that, with one extra message, the world shifted under Louis's feet again. But I can't. We can't meet. I'm sorry. The canned laughter from friends seemed too loud in his lounge room as Louis curled up further on the armchair. 
the room silent except for the small noises Liam made every so often as he read through his messages with Haz. His eyebrows were furrowed, a sign that Liam didn't know what to say or how to approach a topic, and Louis knew what he was in for the second that Liam sighed and threw Louis back his phone. I'm sorry, Tomo. The tone was just as soft as Louis had known it would be. He groaned as he shifted, crossing his legs as he threw them over the arm of the chair. He covered his face with his hands. It's my own fault. I shouldn't have pushed him. It had been two weeks since Jordan had just done what Louis couldn't do himself, and it had been tense and heart-wrenching and everything in between since then. The messages from the last couple of weeks seemed to run through his head in bits and pieces like that first Friday night. I just thought I'd get to meet you this time, that's all. All good love, Louis had texted, adding a kiss onto the end. I want to see you, has it texted, more than anything. I wish I could, but I have family commitments. Then come, Louis had replied. Come have dinner and drinks and dance with me and maybe kiss me a little. Haz's reply had been, I can't. Or the emotional roller coaster that had been last Saturday when Louis had let his feelings get the best of him. That's so unfair, Louis, Haza texted. All this time I've been saying how sorry I am and how much it hurts that we can't meet, and you throw it back in my face? When did I ever say that you weren't enough? Where did that even come from? Well, sorry, Haz, but it's fucking hard to think you actually do care about me like you say you do when you won't even give it a chance. If you think that's true, then you don't owe me at all. I'm sorry, Louis had texted, genuinely this time. It's just so frustrated knowing that we both want to meet and how we feel, but that we can't and you won't even tell me why. It's hard to just not think that you don't trust me or something. Of course I trust you, Haza texted. I'm sorry I'm making this more difficult than it needs to be, but it's not really my choice. And then the icing on the cake that had turned Louis into a ball today and prompted Liam to practically force his way into his flat had come when Haza texted. Harry. Louis had replied, Ron, I don't know what we're playing. My name's Harry, and I think you're lovely and perfect, and I wish things were different, but they're not, and so all I can do is hope that something changes. Harry, Louia texted. I really should have guessed that, and I'm not perfect. No, Harry had replied, but you're perfect for me. Louis hadn't written back, but he had sat for a while saying Harry's name out loud in a way that seemed fitting for a high school rom-com, not a 28-year-old who was supposed to have his life sorted out, apparently. He was slammed back into the present when Liam came and squashed himself onto Louis's lap with a small oof, throwing his arm around his shoulders. At least you know his name now, I guess. He ran his hand through Louis's hair. Although you're right, because you really should have guessed it. Fuck off, Paino. There was a comfortable silence for a moment while Louis tried to collect his thoughts, tried to bundle them up in his head using the wires that kept him together. And then Liam spoke up and shattered it. Want to get wasted tonight? Louis just grinned. Everything was warm, and Liam's shoulder was soft, and somehow Niall had turned up at one point, and all that Louis knew was that his own finger tasted of beer for some reason. He squinted at it in the light, 
but when all it did was glisten back at him, he gave up and rolled over onto his stomach. Not his brightest idea. Niall and Liam were chatting over his head, giggling about something that struck a chord in Louis's brain. Zane. Royal variety. Royal family. Prince Harry. His Harry. He should call his Harry. He, very carefully, thank you very much, sat up and grabbed his phone, grinning widely at Liam when he stopped talking. I'm a call Harry, Louis said happily as he stumbled to his feet, ignoring Liam and Niall as they lazily waved him out of the room. He was certain that this was a bad idea for some reason, but he couldn't find why, and before he had time to really stop and think about it, let alone the fact that it was 2 a.m., he called Harry's number for the first time in his life. Louis sat patiently on the edge of his bed, swinging his feet for each dial tone, and when someone finally answered, it was obvious even as drunk as Louis was that he'd woken them up. Hello? The voice was wonderfully deep and slightly scratchy, and Louis giggled. Hi, who is this? There was a slight pause. I... What? You called me. Who's this? Louis frowned. Louis? Who's this? There was soft swearing on the other end of the line, and then Louis was sure he heard a deep breath. Lou, it's... it's Harry. You called me, love. Oh... Oh, oh God, it was Harry on the other end, and suddenly Louis remembered that he'd meant to call Harry, that this had been on purpose. Drunk Louis made good decisions. It seemed to hit Louis slowly that it was his Harry on the line, his Harry with the deep voice that slid smoothly down his spine and made him shiver. Has, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wake you. Louis frowned, picking at his duvet as Niall roared with laughter in the other room for some reason. How are you? Harry laughed softly, and it made Louis sigh. He sounded so pretty. I'm good, love. Are you drunk? Louis could hear something rustling in the background and realized that he'd called Harry when he was in bed, and that was, well, that was something to think about. He wriggled out of his jeans and shifted under the cover so he could be like Harry. Perfect, Harry. Maybe. Are you naked? He yawned, covering up the amused snort that sounded down the line. Maybe. Are you tired? You sound like you're in bed. Louis snuggled deeper into his duvet and let Harry's voice wash over him, let it wrap around him safely and keep him warm where he hadn't realized he'd started to freeze over without Harry properly in his life. I am in bed, because you are, and now I can pretend we're together, he explained, yawning again as the sounds from his lounge room started to fade. Harry's voice was softer still when it came back through the phone. I'd like that. I'm... Harry hesitated, but Louis just pushed further into his pillow and waited. I'm glad you called. I've missed your voice. I've missed you so much, has Louis shot back immediately, and he could feel his eyes starting to sting at the corners. He squeezed them tight and pushed on as the room spun. So much, Harry. Want you so much. Want to see you next weekend. Want to love you. There was a shaky exhale, but Louis was too close to sleep now to realize. Just want to love you, Has. Want you to be mine, he mumbled into his pillow. And the last thing he remembered hearing before he succumbed was a steady whisper of, Already yours. A week. One whole week since he'd spoken to Harry on the phone, and Harry had been ignoring him ever since. Every new day sent an extra blade through his heart. 
The only thing that made it slightly manageable was the fact that right now he was sat at Royal Variety, Niall on one side and Liam on the other, and Zane was performing for the first time in months, and for a brief moment everything seemed right in the world. Louis let Zane's voice push out everything else and focused on the beat that traveled up from his toes and on the way that it was easy to forget every problem he'd ever had when Zane was singing. It was too soon that Zane was finishing up with a shy grin, waving to the crowd as they screamed, and then he was gone from the stage and Louis didn't think his heart would recover. While he'd been a fan of Zane's for years now, his love and respect for the man hadn't diminished as he'd gotten older. It just matured with him, and while maybe eight years ago Louis would have almost passed out at the thought of meeting him, now his ideal situation would just be the chance to sit and chat with him over a cigarette. And speaking of a cigarette, there was a small break now, the room slowly filling up with chatter, and Louis nudged Liam, nodding towards the exit as Niall rolled his eyes, but got up to follow them anyway. So, Louis started as he weaved with Liam through the tables. How are you feeling after seeing your husband? A hand came up to gently whack Louis on the back of the head, startling him. Pretty fucking great, actually. Thanks for asking, Liam replied easily. They'd all just gotten to the exit when they were stopped by a man who looked much too young to be a security guard. Louis raised an eyebrow at him. The kid stood firm. You can't smoke out this way, but if you use that door there, he gestured to a door clearly marked staff only, and turn left, you'll find a courtyard at the back. Liam opened his mouth in an obvious attempt to argue, or at least confirm, but Louis was already grabbing him and Niall and pulling them towards the staff door. Great! Thanks, mate! Have a good night! They slipped through into an empty hallway, clearly into some kind of maintenance corridor, and Louis powered on through past a group of people wearing high V-vests with a brief nod. Pretend you belong and no one will ever know. They obviously weren't supposed to be here. The kid had clearly got it wrong, but it was going to be much less crowded than the standard smoker's area. He darted towards a door to the left, pushing it open and cheering when it led into a concrete courtyard with stools and small tables, and almost immediately lit his cigarette to take a drag. He leaned against one of the high tables as he heard the click of Liam's lighter and Niall talking about the light production looking around at the couple of other small groups out here. But it wasn't until he really looked that he realized how much they might have fucked up. Because sitting at the corner table, surrounded only by three other people that Louis recognized as some of his family, and smoking a cigarette with a wide grin, was Zayn Malik. Louis froze, and everything he'd ever told himself about this possible moment was thrown out the window. There were no calm breaths or repeated thoughts of remembering that Zane was just a person like he was. There were no casual walks over with casual conversation and a casual smoke that ended with them being best friends. What there was instead was Liam following his line of sight, letting out a small scream and almost burning Niall with his cigarette as he flailed, and Louis choking on the smoke he'd just inhaled. Smooth as silk. The noise was deafening in the small, walled-up courtyard, and all three of them stopped completely when Zane's eyes snapped to them. Louis might have still been fine if Zane hadn't taken Louis's coughing as his cue to get up, come over, and pat him firmly on the back. Fuck. You're right, mate. 
Zane's voice was full of concern, and Louis had to take three deep, shuddering breaths until he could talk. He thumped his chest with his fist. Sorry, sorry, I'm fine, it's just... Louis chanced a glance at an odd Nile and a lovesick Liam. We weren't expecting to see you out here. Huge fan, mate. He stuck out his hand and ignored the fact that it was shaking slightly, hoping that Zane would ignore it too. Their hands clasped together with a shaky exhale from Louis and a quirk of Zane's lips. Thanks, man. Nice to meet you. Zane sounded genuine, and he pulled another cigarette from his jacket. I'm Zane. Obviously. Louis grinned despite himself. Louis, this is Niall and Liam. He couldn't have planned it better if he'd tried. While Zane happily shook Niall's hand, the expression that took over his face when he looked at Liam was almost the most obvious thing Louis had ever seen. It was lucky for Zane that the most obvious was standing directly across from him in the form of Liam with his hand out. Hi, Zane breathed out, and Louis couldn't stop the tiny snort that escaped where his hand was clasped over his own mouth. Niall kicked him in the ankle. Worth it, though. Liam still seemed to be incapable of speech, but neither of them seemed to mind, staring at each other in a way that was starting to border on creepy. Louis let his gaze run across the courtyard again before he just figured, fuck it, and wandered over to talk to Zane's family. It was surprisingly easy after that, a fun and simple back and forth with everyone as they explained how they'd accidentally ended up here, chatting to Zane about music and eyeing Liam suspiciously when Zane pressed against his side, watching Niall outdrink all of Zane's team when they came out to join them later. It seemed too surreal, sitting with his favorite artist and having a cigarette, because it didn't feel surreal. It felt normal, like Louis had just met a new mate at a pub who also loved music and football and talking shit. It didn't even seem surreal when Liam grew enough confidence to throw his arm around Zane's shoulders while he chatted with Zane's cousin, pulling him into his side without even looking at him. The look Zane kept throwing at Liam didn't even seem surreal, and neither did the fact that Niall was splayed across four man's lips. None of it felt like too much until they went to leave the courtyard and could hear voices in the corridor. Zane stopped them with a simple hand before he entwined his fingers with Liam's. Louis gracefully ignored the blush on Liam's cheeks, but filed it away for later. They used this corridor as, like, a movement corridor, because it's quicker than going all the way around, he explained, but opened the door anyway. What none of them had been expecting was for the royal family to be fucking walking past. None of them moved as the family walked by, Queen Anne walking in front with a quiet grace about her, Princess Gemma and Prince Harry following behind, whispering to each other in a way that no one could overhear. Louis let his eyes travel slowly down Prince Harry as they got closer. He'd always been beautiful, curls and green eyes and dimples, but in recent years he'd completely changed up his fashion adding colors and patterns and embroidery, jewelry and makeup, and Louis had fallen a little bit more in love with the mystery that was the Prince of England. He rarely did appearances, preferring to keep away from the public eye as much as possible, and so it wasn't very often that Louis got to see him. He could hear them a little bit better now, not what they were saying, just their voices, and something twitched inside Louis's brain and made him flinch. He shook his head when Niall looked at him curiously, but there was still something, something he couldn't put his finger on, and it wasn't until the family had walked past and he heard Prince Harry speak properly that it became obvious. And you called out to me, love, and... Recognition slammed, to him, slammed into him so quickly that he couldn't breathe. 
Lou, it's Harry. You called me, love. Suddenly everything turned slightly blurry and Louis had to reach out to grip Niall's arms. Niall was there in a second, worry etched onto his face at the ferocity of Louis's grip. And when Niall broke the silence in the hallway by asking what was wrong, it made the royal family stop and turn around. Including Harry. Louis was stepping forward and speaking before the shocked and confused look of recognition on his face mirrored itself on Harry. Has, he choked out, stopping himself before he got too close because he could see a security guard moving in. Oh my god, Harry? Harry seemed to be frozen, cheeks flushed and eyes wide and fucking gorgeous. I... He looked back at his mom and sister, but they seemed to just be watching quietly, a calm curiosity on their features. Fuck, Louis? Louis didn't have time to ponder what the shift in Queen Anne's and Princess Gemma's faces meant before Gemma was speaking. Oh, ha! What are the chances? She sounded amused, but Louis couldn't tear his eyes away from Harry for even a second. Bit like fate has. Harry was here, his Harry, and even though almost all of his attention was focused directly on making sure he never looked away from the man, he could feel the pieces slotting together in the back of his brain. He took a careful step forward, incredibly grateful when he saw the small movement of Anne stopping their security from tackling him to the ground. Louis looked up at her, locked eyes, and took another few steps. The small smirk on her face gave him confidence. Has, is this why you couldn't meet me, and why you couldn't send me selfish or talk to me on the phone? Louis asked gently, even though his knees were weak and he was pretty sure he was sweating. Harry was nodding before he even finished his sentence, curls flying wildly around his face to settle back to frame his perfect everything. Louis was in trouble. Yes, I wanted to tell you so much, but I couldn't, obviously, and I've lied to you and the other boys for so long, and I'm so sorry. Louis had already started walking forward, though, mind made up, because the last thing he was doing now was letting Harry go. There's nothing to apologize for, darling. I think it's a pretty solid excuse, don't you? And he wasn't lying. Even though his entire world should have shifted, he just felt calm, like everything made sense now and he could finally just relax. Harry nodded slowly, and it would have been impossible for Louis to ignore the wetness at the corners of Harry's eyes or the tremble in the fingers. They were toe-to-toe -to -toe now, and up close he was even more stunning, and combined with everything Louis already knew about the beautiful man in front of him, he was surprised he'd managed to hold out as long as he had. Has, Louis whispered, and even though he had a sudden flash that this was Prince fucking Harry, the feeling that this was his Harry was stronger. Can we maybe go for a walk or something, please? Louis reached up to tuck a curl behind Harry's ear, but he was too slow, because Harry had already reached up to cup his face and press their lips together. Harry's lips were soft but firm, his hands cradling Louis's face as he stepped closer, and suddenly Louis couldn't get close enough. He tilted his head, caught Harry's bottom lip between his as his fingers slid up to tangle in Harry's curls, the other hand coming up to rest on his waist. He was trying to stay aware of the fact that the corridor was full of people, of royalty and Zayn Malik and fucking Niall and Liam. But then Harry wrapped his arms around Louis and pulled him flush against his body, flicked his tongue against Louis's lips, and Louis fell into it all with a soft noise. It was a pointed cough from the queen that pulled them apart, flushing but grinning, not moving any further than they had to. 
Louis let both of his hands stroke along Harry's cheeks, wiping away the slight tears. Harry nuzzled into the touch with a soft smile, eyes hooded but bright. I wish there weren't other people around for this, but I love you. It was whispered like it was a secret just for the two of them, but his voice was strong and sure, and Louis had no idea how this was his life. Louis's heart stuttered in his chest, but he grinned, kissing the tip of Harry's nose and laughing as he giggled. It wasn't even a question. I love you, too. He leaned his forehead on Harry's and closed his eyes. And don't worry, love. Your secret's safe with me. This was Your Secret's Safe With Me by Lightswood Magic on AO3 and Lightwood's Magic on Tumblr. You can find the author fic post on our Tumblr, podfic-pals.tumblr.com. My name's Mia, and I hope you've enjoyed this.